Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. All right, we have today in studio Luke Andrews, and we're going to talk about all of the business stuff that he does, but ultimately how we can glorify God with our finances. Luke Andrews, thank you for being on the show today. It's always a pleasure. I always look forward to it, and uh, thanks again for having me. You know, Luke, you've been a longtime supporter of the I Work For Him show right from the get-go, right out of the gate, 52 weeks and strong, and I want to say thank you. Well, I appreciate it. You know, I, uh, I speak very, very highly of you. I respect... Uh, everything, uh, your passion, your drive, and uh, your leadership. And I think you're doing a, a fantastic thing. It's something that's been missing. And, uh, you know, it's it's no, um, you know, it's definitely a result that you're still here doing well. So, well, it's been it's been a fun year and I appreciate the support and I'm glad you're on the show today. You know, before we get started talking about how Christ is impacting your life lately, I really want to say, hey, do you got anybody you want to say hi to on the radio? Well, I always say hi to my lovely wife, Dana, and uh, my two kids, Jovan. He's a kindergarten at Indian Rocks Christian School, and then my daughter is a sixth grade middle schooler, also at Indian Rocks, and uh, any of my other family and friends that are tuning in. So thank you. All right, now now Giovanni, he is uh, is it Giovanni or it's, Gio? it's, it's Giovanni. It's Giovanni. Yeah. All right, all right. What's well, famous now? He's a left-handed pitcher pitching eighty miles an hour already, right? Uh, without a doubt. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I heard you the other day negotiating a major league contract for him. It's kind of <laughs> premature, I thought, but. You're talking about his baseball games. You know, I know he's got one coming up this evening. You know, you've got 
Yeah, I, I thought left-handed pitcher or not? Is no. he a lefty? No, he's not lefty. You know, it's not too late to start teaching him to throw with that left hand. Is that called ambidextrous? Ambidextrous. That's Thank right. You. The other day, Ben Zobrist uh, hit a home run with the left hand and then went and turned, That's switched, incredible. Yeah. and hit one with the right yeah. hand. Yeah, he's an incredible, incredible guy. He is. Someday, I'd like to have Ben Zobrist and his beautiful wife, uh, Juliana, on the show today. I'd like to have Martha in the studio. You know, I've held his son. Zion, but I've never met Ben. So well, that'd anyway, be neat. that'd be awesome. All right, so listen. Tell me about how Christ is impacting your life today. I mean, I know you've shared your testimony before, but you know, you've been working and walking with the Lord. How is Christ impacting your world today? You know, uh, I, I tell you, the a big question that I used to get up until even about a year ago when you started seeing a lot of recovery in the market was, you know, why did you hang on to the mortgage business? Why did you stay in real estate? You know, when all these other people had gotten out of the business, they'd gone out of business, they uh, sold their companies, their companies closed down. Um, you know, there was that period from 2008 to 2010 where there was this crisis in, my, in two industries that directly affected my my entire family. And uh, I really, it, it wasn't easy, you know, it, it definitely wasn't easy. And I had looked at other things, but, um, you know, something that I absolutely always have loved is just dealing with people, um, you know, and then dealing with with them honestly and fairly. Um, you know, I just felt that there was a need for someone like me in this business. And that's why I continued to fight through it. And I flourished through it. I still, you know, I'm, you know, right now I'm going through a transition and uh, I'm always praying and just asking God for his guidance and, you know, and, and giving me opportunities to glorify him. So I just believe there is a true need, you know, for someone like me in, in my business. So what makes you, well, okay, before we even get it, no, we're not, you, you're, you're, you've been doing real estate for a long time. You've been in mortgages for a long time, 13 years, I think, if I remember correctly. That's right. But you're just signed on to be a financial advisor with the cross plan money management yeah. people yeah very excited you know these guys over at cross plan i mean the name uh, does kind of resemble of what we're about cross plan um you know these guys put christ first in the way that they give their advice uh, i did meet with other people that are also believers and you know i had some opportunities and uh you know for one reason or another it just didn't work out but you know i really felt at home with these guys they've been in business since 1989. Um, there's a five-panel investment committee that has over 150 years of investment experience. So although I may lack in some areas, my foundation is biblical, my morals are biblical, my ethics are biblical. I'm learning all the financial stuff from guys that have been doing it for a long time and are experts. So I'm, I'm fortunate and I'm really excited about that direction that I'm going. All right, so yeah. what led you to becoming involved in Financial financial planning, financial advising. That's a good good question. Um, you know, it's always been something on my heart. You know, um, but you know, I, and when I'm thinking back on you know why I didn't do it sooner, I, I really just I kind of think that hey, you know, God, I wasn't prepared really you know, three, four years ago, you know, because I was going through a transition in mortgages and real estate with the, with the, the, cri the real estate and financial crisis. So I don't, I don't know per se, I would have been ready then, you know, so, uh, but the uh, last year or so, um, you know, I've, I've got uh, several buyers that we've worked with and, and, and sellers where, you know, they sell a property and they don't know what to do with the money of the proceeds or, you know, Luke, should I be putting down paying cash for the property or should 
should I finance a small portion and invest the rest? I just saw a great opportunity that where someone is already trusting me with what some, usually their biggest investment is real, their real estate. So they're already trusting me with that portion. Why not take it a step further and use that as a bridge to also help them with planning how to use that money effectively and wisely? You know, I, I look at it like the, uh, you know, I have a great mechanic, someone, it's hard to find good mechanics. I have one that I trust that I know if I go into his shop, he's not going to give me something that I don't need. He's always going to tell me what it is. And when I'm done and getting ready to pay for it, it always comes out less than what I expected. So I said that to say this, I went uh, about a year ago or October, I needed new tires on my car. And while I got tires, I wanted to get an alignment and, and just get a bunch of things done at one time. Well, he could only provide, you know, just say five out of the seven things that I needed. Um, I love the guy. He's a great person. But I, instead of going to him for the five things and then going to another place for the other two things, I'm busy. I just didn't have time to do it. So I knew what I needed. It wasn't something that someone was going to upsell me on anything. So I went to another place that I'd been to in the past, but they could do everything, every single thing that I needed. They did it in one day. I didn't need an appointment. I didn't have to come back. I was able to walk in. They got it all done. That That's that's me. That's what I'm trying to do. That's kind of what I, I see as my vision when you try to you intertwine mortgages and real estate and financial advising. So how do you see, you know, incorporating your faith into what you're doing in the financial advising? How how is your faith going to come into play in making you stand out as an insur- as a financial advisor because there are 50 billion financial advisors in the United States. Yeah. And, and since Nancy Pelosi said there was 500 billion people that lived here, so there's 50 billion of them are are uh, financial planners. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, one big difference is that uh I, we don't, I'm not a we're not a, a stock brokerage firm where we're not trying to sell products and push products. We're really just giving investment advice, um, and then we do that for a very nominal fee annually. So we're not trading. We're not the conflict of interest. But more importantly, you know, my foundation. I, I am targeting people that have done business with me before in the past that know just from their experience with me that I'm going to be honest with them. That I'm going to shoot straight. That I'm going to tell them the right thing. It's the same thing in mortgages today. If I have a client call me, I had one recently that had a first and a second. We couldn't do anything because it just didn't make sense. Now, well, could she call her bank or could she call another loan officer and, and, and get something done? Probably, but it just didn't make sense. And, and being able to bring uh, you know, that foundation, and that foundation comes from Christ. It comes from the Bible. It comes from you know what I've studied and the people that I associate with. That's where it all comes from. And I, I just I just see there's a great opportunity. People are going to be able to call me to, for one, one, one phone call. I can get several things done. They're going to get honest information, and uh, their interests are always going to be at the forefront, not mine. So how do you see, on a day-to-day basis, I mean, how do you think a Christian investor should act differently than a non-Christian investor? Well, that's a good question. I've, you know, I've never, I've never sat down and and even thought about that. Um, probably because I only know one way to do it. You know, so I, I would think that, you know, when I have a client that that is a believer, you're going to do some of the same things that you would typically do. You know, you, you always look at the the entire picture before you just start, you know, suggesting things. Um, so the same approach is going to be the same for a believer or a non-believer. But there's know? some, but there's some caveat. There's some things that you could do differently as a believer 
or that you should do differently as a believer, because in recognizing that your whole portfolio, none of it's yours. Uh, You're just a right. steward That's of it. That's a good... So uh, one exactly of uh, right. the things that I like to hear uh, people say, so these are on-the-air suggestions. If you work with your financial planner, if you don't have one, you need to talk to Luke Andrews. And you can get old Luke Andrews at... 727-798-4188. That's 727-798-4188. You'd think he was an expert at radio. So when... <laughs> you know, planning your giving... Because yeah. a lot a lot of it comes down to, a lot of people think, well, it's all mine, so i got to figure out what I'm going to do with all of it. That's well, right. how about planning your giving? I mean, God yeah. asks, he trusts us with 100%, he asks for 10% back at yeah. a minimum. So planning your giving is one of them. Yeah. And really looking at, first of all, those of you that have a lot of money out there, the worst thing you could do is ever, you could ever do to your children is to give it to them. Mm. If you really want to screw up your kids, just give them all your money. You know, one of the things, so you got to plan that, how does it make sense to give yeah. your kids your money if it's going to pass on? And also, what about that? those investments or those funds that are in um, mutual funds or whatever, you know, groups of, of stocks and bonds that are not invested in companies that believe things completely sure. opposite of the, what the Bible has said? That's exactly right. Well, that's where I lean on this investment committee that has 158 years, I believe, between the five of them. You know, Dave, I've just been in this a short time, so who I would lean on is Dave Palm, you know, and he's a, he's a member at Indian Rocks, and, you know, he, he, that he founded his company, it's his actual dad, Paul Palm, founded the company on his biblical principles, and I would lean on them, and you're exactly right. Um, you know, I haven't experienced that yet, where you've got a certain fund that has maybe some companies that don't support your beliefs. There's definitely opportunities you can exclude those from a fund, and I would lean on this investment committee to make sure that we were doing it right. Yeah, and it's tough. It's tough to find organizations out there that don't support Planned Parenthood, that that really believe in marriage as a sacred covenant between a man and a woman as God originally designed it. It doesn't say, I mean, sin is sin. People, we all have sin. Adultery is sin, whatever you want to do with it. But to identify what are those areas that I can do wise investing and still give glory to God with that, that investing. That's exactly well. You're exactly right, and it takes time. It's it's not. It's definitely not something you can just do uh, in, in a one sitting. It takes time and meetings and uh, making sure that you're making the right decisions. Now, as you're moving from the mortgage business and the real estate business, well, you're really not going to move from those. You're going to continue those on, right? Yeah, I, I am because I believe they're all somewhat intertwined, and uh, you know that's what I've built my business on the last 13 years. So I'm just going to continue on with what I'm doing, and then uh, my goal would be to kind of shift the mortgages and the real estate to where that might be, you know, 90% of my business now to where I flip-flop it. Maybe that becomes 10 to 20%, but it's an important part of someone's investments. So, so and you'll have some reliable people running those the the mortgage business, the real estate business, so you've got good quality people to refer to. Yeah, that's correct. I wouldn't be able to do it all. That's a good point. I appreciate you pointing that out. Yeah, my partner, uh, Sean Baynard, in the real estate side, we have a great team. Uh, we do have four buyer's agents. We have an assistant. On the mortgage side of the business, I do have a processor, Adam Zima, who is unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, we do have a team. And in, in the cross-plan team as well, Dave has already built a great team inside of internal staff. That's going to make sure that things are getting done right. So do you think it's possible as a Christ follower to make a difference in being a financial advisor versus all of the competition that's out there? 
Well, absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah, I do believe that. Um, and that that's my plan. My goal is just to, to treat others as they want to be treated, right? Do unto others as you want done to you. Um, to always understand that uh, maybe you're not un- you're unsure of what I'm doing, but uh, God, our Father in Heaven, always knows everything. And that's really what we have to understand is that, you know, maybe you don't know what's going on, but the higher power, my higher power, um, you know, that that's who I follow and that's who I want to make sure that I'm building my business, that I'm giving sound advice on those principles. Cool. All right. In the first half of our show, we've been talking with Luke Andrews about his mortgage business, his real estate business, and of course about his new position at Crossplan Money Management right there in Seminole, Florida. But before we get back to Luke, we've got a special call-in guest, Saul Pitchon from the Pregnancy Center of Pinellas and New Life Solutions. Saul, welcome to the I Work For Him show. Thank you, Jim. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Well, I, I appreciate you calling in. Listen, you've got something super exciting coming up on the 10th of May, and I wanted my listeners to hear all about it so they could participate in supporting the Pregnancy Center of Pinellas and New Life Solutions. Wow, I appreciate that so much. Yeah, every year, you know, at uh, Saturday of Mother's Day weekend, we hold our annual Walk for Life event. And it's a day that people from all over Pinellas County come together to celebrate life. And on that day, we have three separate walk sites. We have uh, a worship band. We have prizes and all clowns and all these things to give away. And between now and then, the focus is on helping being a pledge-raising walker to help save a baby. And um, it costs about $1,200 to help save an innocent child from being aborted. And uh, over 120 churches are participating and that's uh, a few thousand people coming together truly to celebrate life to make a positive difference in our culture. Now, Saul, last year, uh, in your, the year of 2013, I understand it as you guys helped save 365 children, one child a day. How fantastic is that? That, that is. We praise God for that. And I tell you, Jim, uh, those are the ones, those are 365 innocent children those are the ones that we can document. We know that it's twice as many as that because many times a mom will come in confused, not sure what she's going to do, she, her boyfriend, or her family. We share with them their options and, uh, and focus on choosing either the parent or place for adoption. And uh, it's not uncommon that we see them once or twice, and then we don't see them again. And we find out months later or a few years later that they did, in fact, choose life. So we know that um, the what we're sharing is the truth, and the truth does set them free. And as we come together as a community and uh, support the three pregnancy centers, um, and that enabling us to share their um, both options in time of crisis, they will choose life. And we know that we, as the scripture says, we plant and we water. God brings the increase. So. Truly, I just really appreciate you allowing me to share this and, and remind people this is the time of year that we come together to walk. This is the time of year that we come together to raise funds, um, getting sponsors from, uh, actually, from uh, from uh, email list, uh, 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 Facebook, Twitter, and people will do that. They'll get behind. They'll get behind us if we just ask them to sponsor us to help to help a mom and a baby. Right. And uh, together, that will make an impact on our on our community like never before. 
All right, so on May the 10th, you've got walks going on at three locations. You've got it going on at First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks in Largo, Countryside Christian Center in Clearwater, and North, North Shore Park in St. Petersburg. You're expecting thousands of people at each one of those locations. What is your goal? How much money are you trying to raise for the Pregnancy Center of Pinellas this year? Well, our, our goal is to raise at least $500,000. 500 to help save, yeah, to help save these babies. And really, it's it's to it's to transform a life. It's to transform a family and to change, once again, our community and our culture back to a culture of life. That's fantastic. And they can find out more information on iWalkForLife.com. That's iWalkForLife.com. Saul, any last comments? Just that I, if, we, if we all come together like we have in the past, um, we will lower the number of, of um, teen pregnancies. In fact, they're down 19%, and we'll lower the number of abortions that are down 20%. So together, we are in it for life. All right. Well, Saul, pitch on with the Pregnancy Center of Pinellas and New Life Solutions, talking to us about the Walk for Life coming up on May the 10th. iWalkForLife.com. Go out to the website and pledge to help support what's going on at New Life Solutions. It's fantastic. Saul, thanks for calling in. Have a great day. You as well, Jim. God bless you. All right. All right, listening audience around Tampa Bay, go to that website, iwalkforlife.com. You can you can sponsor money and raise money there all year long, but specifically right now for May the 10th, 2014. They've got a fantastic walk coming up. All right, we're back with Luke Andrews right here on the I Work For Him show, and we're talking to Luke about how we can glorify God with our finances, with our money, with how we handle money. And Luke, we're not talking about Crown Ministries today or Dave Ramsey today. We're talking about specifically in the workplace, how we can bring glory to God. And we talked about in the, from the financial planning standpoint, people being planning their giving because God has called us to be giving people and to make sure that we plan our giving to our children so we don't screw up their lives by giving them too much money. But you're also a mortgage lender and a real estate agent. Talk today how we can glorify God with how we handle our mortgages in our real estate. But before we get to that question, how's the mortgage business today? Yeah, the mortgage business—it's—it's uh, it's, you know—it's been evolving. Um, it's kind of recreated itself, uh, but you know, interest rates—you know—they really follow the ten-year Treasury, and it's been up and down. Um, but the market with rates has been interesting. Um, but you know, lending, lending, and appraisals—and those are the things that you normally hear. Deals, deals typically fall apart, especially purchases and even refinances when when the appraisal is getting done. You know, they did uh, lenders uh, several years ago went to appraisal management companies as part of the Frank Dodd, you know, stuff that required independence. Um, what happened was, is appraisers can no longer have contact with the borrower, with the seller, or really even the listing agents, other than just access to the property. Uh, the lenders also cannot have, have, have direct contact with the appraiser. They use what's called an appraisal management company. Um, you know, so I get my, probably one of the biggest questions I get, or the, 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 the most common question is, you know, well, what the the market that's really accelerated right now it's a seller's market i'm nervous of that we're going we're really just recreating what we did in 2005 and 6 and i always say well it's definitely we're seeing an increase in everything in sales and appreciation and values and so forth but there's too many regulations in place today that it wouldn't allow that type of increase over that short period of time whether it's from the lenders and guidelines they've eliminated all of the high risk programs the stated programs the bank statement programs those don't exist anymore um and then 
So, you know, when you have all these new safeguards in place, you add in the appraisal management, the independence of the appraiser and the other parties of the transaction, you combine all these things together. And in my opinion, there's just no way for that to really happen again. Um, so and that's way, good. That's a good thing. You're exactly right. Because they've got right. out of control here in Florida. You know that. Without a doubt. But how can I approach my mortgage or my real estate purchase with God in mind, making sure that as a Christ follower, I'm considering those things? How do I do it differently? I mean, from my mortgage yeah. standpoint. Well, from your mortgage standpoint, now, you know, when you're looking at your monthly budget, you know, God just, like you said earlier, God's just asking for 10%. You know, should you be, can you, can you afford a mortgage payment that's higher than what you're paying now and you can justify that, well, I won't, maybe I won't be able to give my 10% every time. You know, that'll just kind of cut into my giving and some of the other ministries that you're involved with. Well, those ministries count on you. Um, you know, so looking at a mortgage and what you can afford based upon, you know, number one, your 10% to Christ and your other endeavors that you're, you're giving in freely and then backing it out that way. Um, that's probably the, the number one way when you're looking at your mortgage and what you truly, you, everybody can afford more, okay? You just you always justify, but I'll just cut back here. Or I'll cut back in my giving, or I'll, I'll maybe pull back on this giving, or maybe I'll eat less. I mean, what, yeah. do you, what do you see <laughs> as the less. biggest mistake that people make when they get a mortgage? That they 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 max out what they're what the lender will actually uh, lend them, and then you know you know what the the greatest example was two thousand eight and nine. Nobody saw that coming. I mean, it literally just it went from one hundred percent down to fifty percent almost overnight. So you know we should be planning that way that that. Could happen again. You just never know. You know, there's a lot of safeguards in place to prevent it, but you, you really, it just, you never know with lending. I was looking for that magic word, budget. Budget. If you had a budget, you'd know yeah. what you could afford exactly. And if you were living according to the budget, you would know what you could afford to spend because it's not just you buy a house and you're buying a used house, like a used car. There's always stuff that needs to be fixed. Yeah. You got to pay the property tax appraiser. You got to pay the insurance. And, we, you know, flood insurance in Pinellas County and around the country, yeah. anybody living near the coastal areas, went out of control and now it's still out of control but they've just modified the effect of the out of control over the next five years yeah well yeah you're right budget you know the only reason i probably didn't say budget is because whenever i do a loan there's debt to income ratios that you have to stay within so that kind of really allows uh, me to say hey this is what your payment's going to be and but but it is you're right it's up to the person to figure out if that can fit in their budget um i look at it more on the can you get approved for it you know with the debt ratios in place you should be protected but from those things. The question is, how many people do you have that are actually living according to a budget? Yeah. No, very few. Very few. Yeah, and so that's a problem. That's something that should make us stand out as Christ followers in the workplace, in the marketplace. We should be living our lives differently and living according to a budget because that's the money God's given us to manage. All right. We've been talking with Luke Andrews with Charles Ruttenberg Real Estate Generation Mortgage and Cross Plan Money Management. Luke, we've talked about investing and how we can glorify God there. We've talked about mortgages and how we can glorify God there. How about a budget? Making sure that our debt is not controlling our lives because it's way better to pay cash for things than you don't have emergencies. If you could save up money in the bank. Now, it's pretty impossible to buy a house for cash, but you can have everything else paid for and keep that under control. So let's talk about real estate because in Tampa Bay and around the country, I know that things have been rough in real estate and things look a little bit better today. Are they? They are. 
you know um you know, well, dude, i guess your perspective it depends if you were someone that has you know that bought at the end of maybe you bought right before 2005 and 6 so maybe 2003 and 4 and then you saw your value almost double in a very short period of time and then you stayed in your house because you didn't see it falling off the cliff like like no one else did you know you're you're actually you're back to your 2003 and 2004 value so in that that respect it's a it's a good market so if you've been waiting to downsize or upsize and you did buy prior to 2005 or 6 it, it's probably a good opportunity to do that before things continue to rise which they are doing you know the the Pinellas County home sales are up contracts are up listings are a little bit down so um, you know you've got those things in place the, the the real estate market in Pinellas County is very very healthy that's awesome okay now what how, let's look at this from a biblical perspective. How can we glorify God in our finances with regard to real estate? Yeah, well, just not overextending because some of the biggest things, you know, if you buy a house and all of a sudden you're already maxed on your budget, you used all your savings to buy the house, you don't have that three to six month cushion left over because you wanted to get the house, you over, you didn't budget well, um, and the roof, the roof needs to be replaced, or um, your homeowner's insurance doubles, or, <laughs> or if it was flood insurance, or went yeah. up 10 times. Yeah, that that would yeah. That, that that was a big thing. A lot of people have struggled, you know. Thank goodness that there are some things that are kind of back in place to bring that down. Um, but your AC goes out. You know, these are things that uh, you know, usually first-time home buyers are the ones that that fall into that trap where they use their whole budget to get into the house. They don't have any savings left over anymore. And then all of a sudden, you know, maybe they took what was even still left over. They updated the kitchen or they updated the bath. Well, now the roof is shot. Um, you know, the AC goes out. The appliance breaks. The washer machine goes out. You know, and they didn't budget for that. So what do typically you go do? They'll go put it on a credit card saying, oh, okay, no problem. That's 12% zero, or zero interest for 12 months. We'll get this thing taken care of. And then owning a house, something else pops up. You know how it is. Anybody who's owned a house, every year there is something that has to get done with your house. And I would say that's a that's a big thing, especially for first-time home buyers and even those that have bought before but said, you know, it's going to be different this time. But again, they still <laughs> use their whole budget. They don't have any money left over. Their savings are gone because they put it all into the house. So w- putting a biblical perspective into it, really, somebody should put the money down on their house so they've got it. They're not having to waste money with the uh, uh, PM. It's not what is it called? Mortgage, mortgage insurance. insurance. Mortgage insurance. Yeah. Uh, mortgage. But it's not just PMI. PMI. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For a private mortgage insurance. Yeah, That's what the correct. P is. Okay. <laughs> so if they have twenty percent down, they can avoid the PMI. Correct. Okay. And so if you get twenty percent down, now all of a sudden, but you still need to have that three to six months, really six months of living expenses in there so that you don't create emergencies. Correct. And you should, if you bought a house with an old roof, you should be starting to escrow away money for that roof. That's right. Because roofs are five to $10,000. Yeah, easy. Yeah. But the biggest things that happens are appliances break yeah. or the, and the AC goes. And in Florida, those of you listening around the world, I got some friends listening over in Europe. Yeah. Air conditioners are really a necessity here. <laughs> yes, so fr- from about... Um, January 1st to December 31st, air conditioning is necessary. <laughs> you know, there's a few days in between there you can open the windows, but for the most part, nope, it's necessary every day of the year. Just not the same days every year. And then you need heat for like an hour or two every you know, couple of months. Uh, okay, so anything else, as you're planning, as you're planning your mortgage uh, world and looking at real estate, and you're talking about investing, I mean, give me the picture of how Luke Andrews is going to operate 
Luke-Andrews.com. Is that what it's still going to be? Is it still going to be? It's LukeAndrewsHolmes.com. It's LukeAndrewHolmes.com. Yeah. You've gotten much more sophisticated. It's far, yeah, far more. So Luke Andrews Holmes, is it Andrews Holmes? Andrews, LukeAndrewsHolmes.com. Yeah. Andrews That's at right. 727-798-4188. You're good. Okay, so how is it going to look? How's Luke's world going to come together? Well, you know, I, I, uh, you know I, I'm, I'm not pushy. I think that's one of the big things that you'll, you'll take away when you do work with me or you have a friend or a family that you refer to me is, is I'm, I'm not pushy. I'm not going to try to steer you into something that just isn't a good fit for you. Number one, if, if you attend church regularly, you're a member of a church, you should be trying to locate a home that's within a, a realistic drive from church. You know, if you're Why is that important? Uh, Holy smokes, that's not even in the budget. Uh, it's easy to, it's easy to, to the excuse when you live too far from church to make that excuse, well, we'll catch it on the internet. And then you start, you know, you start, uh, Charlie Martin had the great analogy that when you have a, a fire, a campfire, and all the ambers are red hot, and that's because you're involved and it's inside the fire, but one, when one pops out and you're kind of outside a little bit, it grays and withers away over time. And uh, that, that's really, that's really the, the justice of that, is just getting close to the church is step one. All right, so Luke Andrews is he. This is a guy with all kinds of talent. He's talented in mortgage. He's been doing it for over a decade. He's been doing real estate for a really long time. He's getting into financial planning because he saw a need for his clients to have a trusted advisor in lots of areas of the world, and that's why he's moving on and moving over to cross plan money management. All right, listen, I got talking to you, Christian business owners out there. Has your life been radically affected by Christ? Are you running a business? Does your business look different than your competition run by a non-Christ follower? And if you're struggling to answer that question, do you want to meet with some other business owners, Christian business owners who are trying to find out the same answer? I urge you to call me or email me about Business His Way. We just finished up a group, as a group, going through identity and destiny and great challenges ahead. We are doing some fantastic things in Business His Way. And really, it's a precursor to C12. It's for those small business owners that that maybe aren't ready for C12 yet. So it's put on by I Work For Him and Business His Way. For more information, give me Send me an email to jim at iworkforhim.com, jim at iworkforhim.com. Next week on the I Work For Him show, we'll be talking with Ed Phillips about Truth at Work Ministries. Truth at Work is another of those organizations out there working with Christian business owners, discipling them on how to incorporate their faith into their workplace. All right, my sponsors are people I trust, people you trust people you can trust. Thanks today to the Christian Chamber of Commerce Tampa Bay, Ross Harrop with C12 Tampa Bay, Luke Andrews at LukeAndrewsHomes.com, Dan Geyer with Direct Hits Management, Gary Melanowski with Chick-fil-A Seminole Boulevard Park Boulevard in Seminole, Florida. And on May the 12th, we'll be having an on-location live two-hour show right there at Chick-fil-A. Eric Most with Most Insurance, 2B1 Ministries, Marriage Mentoring for All Couples, and Jim Brangenberg with Platinum Information Services. That's me. Look for links to their company websites listed on our website, iworkforhim.com. All right. Thank you to my guest today, Luke Andrews. It was a pleasure having you on the show. Yeah, thanks so much, Jim. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's a fast-moving show. Please take time, listeners, to like us on Facebook. Just search for I Work For Him. That's I Work For Him, the number four. And you can find out more about the cruise, Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage, coming up next February. Thanks to Mike Miracle for running the controls and keeping me on time. You've been listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Let me put this as plainly as I can. I'm a Christ follower. I'm a business owner. So ultimately, I work for him. It's not safe, but I know that I've got to make a change. I don't care.